0: There's a cat over here There's a cat cat over there And the wrong one died And the wrong one died
1: Welcome to the Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of Cats Statistrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. She has been Victoria in many productions of Cats, including the 2014 UK Tour, the West End Revival, and is currently in the Vienna Revival. So welcome, Hannah Kenna-Thomas, and thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: I am excited because you've been, been Victoria for many years now. Yeah. And so I always love to hear first, though, before 2014 i know you know you were you're a dancer and to do victoria you have to have a, a big dance background but how much about cats did you know before you joined the tour
0: so i knew quite a lot about cats okay <laughs> so i was a very big cats fan when i was younger it was actually the first um musical i'd ever seen on because it was like a vhs back in yeah. the yeah <laughs> Um, and I remember watching it and just being completely in awe of it, like completely obsessed. I just had never seen anything like it before. And the reason I, you know, watched it was because when I was younger, we used to go on holiday to this like little, little place in Wales where I'm from. And um, they used to have this like karaoke competition. And I remember thinking, oh, I have a really unusual song that no one knows. And my mum was like, oh, you should do um, memory from cats. said, like, cats, you know. So that's how I watched the video. And I remember watching it and being like, oh, my God, mum, I don't want to be that one. Obviously, it was a but for a little girl, you know, you don't want to be that one. I was like, I want to be the white one. <laughs> so I literally, like, as a young girl grew up, you know, I. I made my mom buy me a white suit when I was, when I was younger before I even started dancing. And I used to pretend I was in it in my living room.
1: <laughs> wow. Did which you ever crazy. do karaoke as, did you ever do memory in karaoke?
0: I did. Of course I didn't win. Cause I, you know, I'm not a Grizabella. <laughs> 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 but I remember I finished memory. And at the end of it, I, I go down into the splits to finish it off, which of course is completely like, ridiculous but you you know (laughs) I thought it was amazing back then
1: (laughs) that is awesome so you okay so you're obsessed you have the the cat suit growing up yeah
0: and then you know what I kind of forgot about it for a few years because obviously life goes on and I kind of like geared off into the ballet world completely forgot about it so
1: and then and then how did you end up back? Did you see the audition and you're just like, oh, this it's time? Or did you yeah. get a call? Like, how did you end up on tour that yeah. first time?
0: Another crazy story. <laughs> so I was I, I left ballet school 2013. And before I left, I knew I didn't want to continue. I was like, you know what? The ballet route, it's it's not for me. It's not what I want for my life. It, it, I, I don't fit in, you know? So I was kind of like at a loose end and I ended up getting a job in Spain at this like showgirl palace, which was really cool. It really got me out of my shell from the ballet world, as as I say, you know, and got my confidence back because I lost a lot of confidence with performing and stuff, being at school. I, anyway, I was there for about five months. I had a bit of a rough time and I had to leave for, you know, a few reasons. And so I left my contract early. And I thought, right, I want to try musical theatre. So obviously in the ballet world, you don't need agents. You you know, you just go to open calls mm-hmm. and you audition. Um, but for musical theatre in the UK, I'm sure it's the same as America. You need, um, or oh, I'm not sure actually, you need an agent. You're,
1: you're talking to the wrong person. to yeah. answer these questions anyways. <laughs>
0: um, but you need an agent to audition. So I was just, you know, at home sending off all my stuff to these agents. Didn't really have a clue how to really crappy whole movie that I made in my old dance school with my mom filming, you know, <laughs> very comical. Um, and anyway, my mom ends up bumping into um, a friend of hers who who we knew from my old dance school because um, her son's in the musical theater world. And she said, Oh, one um, Matt's agents casting cats and um, yeah, Matt's going to go for it. And then my mom obviously comes home and she says, oh, send your stuff off to this agent because he's casting cats. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mom, just leave it, leave it. You know when your mom tries to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just leave it. Like, it's fine. And she, In the end, she kept pestering. Me. I was like, okay, I'll just send it off to this agent just to shut you up. And um, yeah, I remember he emailed me back a few days later and he was like, hi, Hannah, I've seen your stuff. We're actually looking for a white cat at the minute. Um, here's the audition. The audition was in like a few days time. There you go. And I was like, oh my gosh. and it was kind of one of the moments where I looked at this email and I thought, shit, like this, this meant so much to me at one point in my life. And then here, here I am like found in this situation, like years later. And it, it just seemed a bit ma- like magical. I mean, as cringe as that sounds, but it does. It just felt a little bit strange, a little bit. You couldn't write this stuff, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you? I'm assuming you, you dusted off your old white cat suit. No, i started mean, I'm practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I and
0: mean, you know what? Strangely, that's nowhere to be found. I'd love to find it to this day, but I don't it's know. Gone. Where gone. it's gone, it's gone. gone.
1: It's at the heavy layer. Because, yeah. <laughs> Um, so one thing I always find really interesting, and I'd be here curious to hear your kind of thought on it is in times when this was such a, like, this was a, the character you as a kid grew up and then you get to do it now professionally. How does that, like, is it a little bit like, does it, does it keep the moment for you? Does it ruin the moment for you? Like, what is it like to be able to sustain something that was so important to you as a, as a child, but then to have it as a job, yeah. as a profession.
0: I, th- I think it's, it's the best thing in the world. You know, it, it actually just makes me okay. so grateful, you know, cause the show is so hard. And even when you have them days of, Oh, I'm really tired or this and that. I always, I always just think of me as a little girl, literally wanting to do this. And there's always something so magical in that for me. And I am so grateful and, as you can tell, I love the show so much. So it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing.
1: Okay, that, that's good to hear. I always yeah. like, you hear some, I do a lot more stuff in the sports world and you hear stuff in yeah. sports world where like the um, journalists who are fans, it's like it almost ruins their fandom because then they have to do it for their job. And so mm-hmm. it's good to hear that that's not Definitely. the case. It's still like super passionate. For sure. I want to I talk about a few of the productions. So you went out on tour. Yeah. This is very early in your career. Yeah. What was the first UK tour like? Because um, that was your first uh, yeah, delve into the musical fair. theater.
0: That's right. Yeah. So
1: tell me about that tour. Like how does cat, how's cats received across the UK? Cause oh, I've talked to some U S tour members and, and especially some of the the first U S tour members where it was an experience, you know, it was pretty wild bringing this to uh, the show across the, you know, the, the country. What was it like in, you know, a, a smaller, town uh where you would go perform it
0: was it was amazing it was such a good experience you know it was it was a bit of a culture shock with you know having to book digs everywhere and not having a clue like how this stuff works but it 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 was amazing and you know what the uk audience they love cats cats is just one of them shows i'm not sure about the us it's probably the same but it's you know i think people either love it or they hate it so of course the people who come to watch it love it so the audiences are always amazing, and it was it was just amazing to be on stage every night and and see that and and you know feel the appreciation and it was wild yeah it was it was an incredible like start to my career um, mm. I don't know touring is hard for sure, but it's it's worth it because it's like you know you never really rest, you never really settle, you're constantly on the go, you're constantly you know but yeah. It, it was a lot of fun.
1: Now you, then you go and you are you come off tour and you're in the West end revival. Yeah. Which is, I mean, so that where was the planned. show started.
0: That was not planned from the tour. Okay. That was a complete fluke. Um, the tour was meant to finish a, cert, like a certain, like a certain year after maybe. Um, and Andrew Lloyd Webber and Trevor Nunn came to watch in, one of the small venues in North Wales, where I'm from, and we didn't know about this. You get in, we got in um, to put our makeup on. You know, your time for the show, and the company manager says, "Oh, we've got a, a VIP guest in tonight," and we were like, "Who?" Hey, you know, like you know, expecting a you know a celebrity or I don't know, mm-hmm. Andrew Lloyd Webber, and we were like, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was you know the pressure goes up then, of course. um And from then, they saw the show, and obviously, maybe there was a gap in the West End or something. They wanted to fill the Palladium at a certain point. We didn't know any of this, and they liked the cast, they liked everything. And from then was when they decide, right, we're going to pull the end m- few m- tour venues, and we're bringing it to London. So wow. that was how it was planned. However. We weren't, you know, when it was told to us a week later. What was said was, "They're bringing it to London based on this tour," meaning you don't know if you're going to go to London.
1: So yeah, so so they they're going to bring the quote unquote tour to London. People maybe actors, maybe actresses, maybe. Yeah. So tell me about what is it like when you're finishing putting your makeup on and you have that moment where they say, "Hey." creators of this show are sitting in the audience in this tiny theater you can probably see that yeah what goes through your mind with that
0: oh it's crazy actually i mean it's different for everyone but for me you know you can perform to thousands of people and, and not care and do your own thing and be in your own world but as soon as you know someone even a friend in the audience it gives me anxiety somehow and especially with like important people but you kind of like You kind of have to just like, let it be, let it be there and just (laughs) get on with it. How you usually do the show, which never is. It's never as good. You know, the the show is always a little bit more weirder because you're putting too much pressure on yourself, really. But yeah, it's a little bit of anxiety for me.
1: (laughs) So which was which was harder when Andrew Lloyd Webber was there or when like your mom or your family? Oh, my mom
0: and my friend. (laughs) Hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Oh, that was more. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> now for the cast, because I don't think you do green eyes, right? You're, you're not. I do, you part do of green, green
0: eyes? eyes. I do.
1: Did you? Were you? Happen to be green eyes right by Andrew? Like I can imagine somebody might jump in front of him, and yeah. <laughs> like, did no. somebody get that opportunity, or did everyone I just probably, steer clear?
0: It probably. It wasn't me though this time, um, but I am sure he sat pretty near to the front, so it's very. I can't...
1: Can you imagine if you're roaming around and you're coming from the front to the back or back to the front and all of a sudden you turn you start to scare somebody and it's Andrew Lloyd Webber?
0: Can you imagine? Yeah, it it, it wouldn't be fun, would it?
1: (laughs) What would would your reaction been if it was you?
0: Um, I would probably be shocked if I didn't know he was there. It would be, I would be very shocked.
1: (laughs) But, But since you were told he was there, was everyone like kind of looking around being like, don't jump out at him? Like we're how cognizant of it? Yeah, you?
0: of course, people are aware. You know, people, you know, are vigilant towards it. You know, everyone, everyone's on high alert. You know, he's in the audience, yeah. so
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Um, now, so you do get picked to go to West End Revival, and now right. you get to do the show where it started. What was that production like?
0: Oh, it was incredible. It was, it was so. It was such a magical slash crazy time because, you know, we were the first West End revival since it left London when it was originally there. And we knew what a big deal it was. And we were so excited. There was some big changes to the show. I'm sure you know of with the Tugger um, and the Gumby they changed and we had Nicole Scherzinger as a leading lady. So
1: it was all very exciting. Um, this was the street tugger, right? Yeah. The rapping tugger. The
0: rapping tugger, indeed.
1: <laughs> the infamous rapping tugger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, very controversial.
1: Yes, very.
0: So, you know, when we were in the rehearsal process, we had no idea, you know, what was, what was going to happen. You know, we were just going along with it, seeing it unfold. Um, so, yeah, it was very exciting. It was a very exciting time. And we knew it was special. We knew it was going to be a special time.
1: So uh, when you're in that production, I know there's obviously the tweaks, but it's the first time coming back. What was the buzz like in the theater world, in the West End of this show, you know,
0: returning? It was amazing. We did like a press launch um, before. So it was a few months before we we got there. And this was before we, we knew we were going to be in the show. And we were in Newcastle performing at the time, and we come down on the train early in the morning, and then we have to go back up that evening to play the Mm -hmm. show. And that was just – it was so nerve-wracking, but so exciting, you know, just all the press. And, you know, after this was out, there was going to be all, like, you know, press releases about it, which was – you know, that was the start of the buzz. And then when we were down there, when we began – yeah I remember the the first preview and I just remember the audience like after the overture like really like screaming and clapping and it was just like oh my god this is real like this is crazy
1: (laughs) yeah I that that production is such an interesting one because it had it seemed like it had highs and lows yeah of like looking back on it not probably during but when it's like looked in the fandom history books of cats and yeah. on you know, the world of cats it is the first time that it comes back yeah. um to to the west end yeah but with some of these tweaks that did not last or work no. and then you know obviously with even with Nicole knew there was there was some post 2016 stuff with her that also didn't go well so it's like it's a it's a really interesting one to look at now for sure versus then
0: for sure. Yeah, this is true. And it's always that way, isn't it? You know, you can't please everyone
1: in this world. Uh, for sure. And that's what the show is, is crazy about, is this show is yeah. so yeah. wide-reaching for such a long time with tweaks. And, I, you know, I, I've joked, but theres it's not joking. There are parts to this show that happened in other productions that I'm just like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, Because, like, well, you know, I, I know about Street Tugger because the rapping Tugger was was very uh and it's also fascinating because i think that's such an interesting character to change
0: for sure
1: um but but there's so many other little things of like we're gonna have this character and it's gonna this ensemble character is gonna be named something else in this country and
0: yeah and it's a
1: little it's a little wild because it's it's been around for so long and there isn't a plot there's no there's like a such a loose through line Mm -hmm. that everyone has to fill in the blanks
0: for sure for sure the audience for sure have to I mean, we, there we know the plot and there is, well, you know, when you hear the plot from, from the director, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy intricate, but obviously as an audience member, you don't know this, So, you know, it's, you do have to fill in the gaps, I guess. Well,
1: fill in the gaps <laughs> for us. And I, you know, we'll get to Vienna next, but you, you brought it up and I want to hear, I know that you get a day or two usually of like, here's the story okay. and the backstories. Yeah what what doesn't the audience know like what can you share with us that that people should know when they go see it whenever it comes back next because it will come back
0: well I always think it's like uh, the cats in the show are really relatable to humans like really relatable Mm -hmm. and then you can as you know you will know people who who can relate with certain cats and go through certain things and it's like life really it's like For example, the the Grisabella story, you know, as the main one, she was, uh, you know, this is an obvious one, but uh, and you can tell this from the show, you know, back in the day, she was the glamour cat, you know, everyone wanted to be around her. However, she obviously falls on hard times. She gets with the wrong guy. You know, everyone can relate to that. She gets with Mm -hmm. the wrong guy. She starts doing things she shouldn't do. And then, you know, (laughs) and it's just the intricate intricacy of how it's told and you know it's hard for me to explain it here because it's there is a lot but for me it's it's relating it all to real life and then you you sit there and you think oh my god yeah that that happens to humans that happens to us you know and obviously she gets with McCavity; he's probably you know the bad boy. You shouldn't get. He gets you into drugs. He gets you into like all the crazy shit you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And from then, you know how it is in society. You know, if if you, for example, like if um, how like say prostitutes are looked at in society, but you know people are very much oh no no, and that's just the story with Grisabela. Kind of, it's kind of like oh no darling, we don't want you know. And but to see to hear all this detail and relate it to our life for me, it's like. I get it now. You know, otherwise it's just a cat coming on stage, who looks a bit haggard and no one likes her. So that's what the audience see. But when you hear the backstories, like we hear, it's so fascinating. And obviously, it's every cat. Every cat has got their 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 thing and their yeah. story. But it's such a shame because the audience, unless you are a, a you know like like a good fan and you're a fan of the show, you can research this stuff. But the average audience
1: would never know. <laughs> well, so not only will the average audience not know, I mean, because I was less than the average audience when sure. I went the first time. Yeah. I, I knew nothing. I just knew I was, I mean, again, I was told, look at the set, because I heard the set was really intricate. I was told that, you know, you're going to know memory and probably not recognize any other songs. And that was mostly, yeah, Just it's just great dancing. That was what I was basically yeah. warned about and yeah. nothing else. And I tried to piece, like, I like sitcoms and I like like nice and tidy stories yeah. and I didn't get one and now that I've kind of broke through and done my research and because of this show I have learned way more than I ever thought I would need would yeah. to about this show but even as I've talked to other cast members and I've read the theories and rumors online there's not a consistent answer for no. most of these cats there's like somebody plays these as brother, sister. Somebody plays yeah. this as mom, dad. Somebody plays this as like uncle and, or I'm not part of this. And they're not always the same tour to tour, show to show, um, person to person. And I think that that's a really interesting part of this show. Yeah. Is just that there isn't a, like, if you play X character, and again, I'm not the right person to just bring any random Broadway reference in as someone who knows so little about it. But I, I you know, most theater productions it's like this character is this backstory should be played this way with your little like personal tweaks on it but it's generally going to be played this way and that's not the case with cat and i find that fascinating
0: that is i think why the show does so well because the director of it she she's very good at you know telling you the story you know, telling you little bits, for example, Mungo Jerry and Rumpetiza, you know, yeah, some people can play them as brother, sister, other can play them as a, lo- a love interest, but, you know, she'll give you a few tips, a few pieces of advice, you know, for example, Rumpetiza, she, she adores Mungo Jerry, you know, in whatever way you, you take that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think this is how the show stays so alive because people can do their take on it. They can relate to it in their way and that way it's more real, you know?
1: For sure. And there's so many characters that are are relatable, like you said. Somebody you'll relate to somebody's story,
0: yeah. For sure. And I
1: think that I didn't pick up like you have to watch it many times, whether it's the VHS yeah. or go, <laughs> to figure out like which uh, character you relate most to, or just what even their stories are, because some of them are obvious or more obvious, and some of them are are not. You know, and it's like I like the twins. I didn't know anything about the twins until probably a couple months ago
0: yeah
1: where I was just like i didn't realize they exist i didn't realize they had this crazy backstories and all those things and i think like you could probably stick me at that show a thousand times and i would have never picked that Mm -hmm. up well of course until i talked to somebody who's played it of
0: course no this is the thing it's it's wild how much backstories there are
1: (laughs) so tell me now the victoria backstory
0: So Victoria, she's a young cat. So I always think she's, um, she's not the youngest. So she's not like Jemima, who who is like the baby. Mm -hmm. She's a little bit older. So she's like 13, 14. She's like coming into herself. And obviously, you know, the white cat solo, it's her discovering herself and Mm -hmm. sensualities for the first time. And I think her journey in the show is, is, is discovery. And, Obviously, because she, at the end, is the one who goes over to Isabella You know, I think she's just gone back to base basics at that point, and it's just pure—it's innocence, you know—and it's mm-hmm. there's no bias, there's no um, influence from society. It's just very pure, and but also I see a journey in the character, you know, from discovering herself and finding new experiences throughout the show, and yeah.
1: I, and it's interesting because it, it is a, like, I, I've, as I've read more, that is the, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the backstory that you hear. And then you watch the first coming of age dance and it does not look super innocent. No. you know it's, It, is, oh, it yes. is.
0: This is the thing. Yeah. Her, one of her three words is innocent, but I always find it somehow hard to play that, you know, because. Yeah. You have, there has to be some sensuality in it, you know? Um, But maybe there's innocence in that. There's innocence in discovering your body and how it works, maybe. I don't know.
1: Completely. Um, (laughs) The first time I watched it, though, I'm like, these two dancers are, are, you know, and this is before I realized, I was told that the ball is an orgy. Yeah. I was like, these two, these two dancers, I was like, this is, this um, is very um, yeah, sexual yeah, and sensual. Yeah. And, and it's like, again, not knowing anything about what I'm watching. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, like, what's this cat's story? Because yeah. it doesn't, like, it just seemed a little yeah. uh, different compared to, like, and, and that's, again, part of the, the brilliance of the show. Yeah. So you said innocence. What are the other two of the three words?
0: Um, romantic, which, could you know, you can use that in the, mm-hmm. her with Macavity, not Macavity, Admeta's. Um, macavity, why cat no um so yeah romantic and unself-conscious
1: unself-conscious okay
0: she doesn't care not that she doesn't care but she's not aware of you know judgment from people and how she she's completely free in her body and you know and i think yeah. that's where her and admitus the the little bit in the ball happens because she's just so unaware of people around her and it's just pure and you know that's how i see it and
1: mm-hmm. so i have two other rumor mill questions for yeah. you that i'm curious if you played it this way thought about it this way was told this um so one is is that you're either deaf or mute as victoria was that ever told to you no <laughs> no okay the
0: thing is like white cats usually are aren't they you know like normally the, the actual animal they, isn't that like a genetic thing?
1: I I don't know. I, for as much as I know about Cats yeah. the Musical, I know very little about Cats well, the
0: I, I, I'm the same, but I, I feel like <laughs> I've heard that white cats have a genetic mutation, that they um, they are like deaf or something. I could be completely wrong. I don't know what I'm saying here, but no that is a great show. i
1: like i like that angle though better because i just assumed it's because your character doesn't sing
0: <laughs> well, and just dances the show <laughs> and really so they're like oh
1: yeah so they, so that's it it's because they can't <laughs> um the other one is is that there's a rumor that grizz is actually your mother
0: oh i've not heard this one before i mean
1: and, and it's because i think you're this first one to reach out to her yeah and her song
0: i mean i've never i've, I've never thought of that actually um But you know what, there's, you know what, I'm not going to say it's not a thing. I just, I think people can interpret the show however they want to, because I feel like it it, it could be possible. It could be possible, you know?
1: So that is not what was told in your backstory. But again, one of those, are just like, so what were you told about your relationship with Grisabella then?
0: Well, it's, it's probably the first time that Victoria ever sees Grisabella is, you know, at this night when she comes and, I think obviously there's curiosity and um, you know, you just don't understand. She doesn't understand why all the other cats are, are, you know, shunning her away and pushing her away. And I just think it's just pure innocence and obviously like, wow, what what's going on? And like, what's wrong with everyone? You know, why is mm-hmm. everyone acting this way? I, yeah, I, 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 I think it's a first meeting and just a, a complete like, you know, just don't understand what's going on, why everyone. Okay.
1: So it's not an abandoned child. It's a, uh, you know, you're meeting a, an old time celebrity for yeah, the first time that you didn't I, know about.
0: Yeah. That's how I play it. I mean, but you know what? It's, it's very interesting to look at it that way. I've, I've actually never thought of it, but.
1: So now you're, <laughs> you're about to go back on tour in Vienna or not on tour. You're yes, on the Vienna revival. You're going to be there. Um, are you gonna bring this into you? are you gonna you gonna now think hey mom I will I you welcome know, back
0: I, you know what that's the beauty of this show you can you can play however you want you know you do so many shows you know it, it's good to think of different angles as you play so yeah thanks for that i um I'll give it a little bit.
1: I, <laughs> I'm I'm proud it's been my goal to influence the show yeah. by just bringing <laughs> up all these rumors and so I now have my my first chance when you go back in September, I want you to let me know after you play the show where you're like I played it as mom. I will. And let me know if it worked or didn't work
0: for I will. you. I know for sure.
1: <laughs> and we'll we'll tell the world. <laughs> um so let's talk a little bit about Vienna. So you are now uh at in the Vienna Revival. Yeah. as, as Victoria. And you had a quick break but I think you're you're coming back uh, here in September of 2021. I'm going to date this cuz these will probably live well past us. Um and since you don't have as much singing, I, I've I've been fascinated about learning the show in another language, and because it's in German, right? right and that's right. How does that change stuff, especially as a dancer? Because are your cues on music? Are they on on singing? Like, because it is again, it's it's a it's a different language. Like that's yeah, yeah. crazy to me.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's it's really just the same. Of course, like the words change, and of course there is certain. But in my head, I will still be going. If we're trying to find out a piece in the music, I will be like, "Oh, think, say it in English." It's yeah. How your brain still runs in English, but can say it in German. <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: Okay, so you are you're able to.
0: So if still... I was to recall the show, I would be like, and I would say, I would be like, "Oh, it's this part," and then say it in English. And then obviously, people who haven't done it in English will be like, "Oh." But they will still know it as well. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how it is. And the German obviously, it wasn't as hard as I thought, because when you say it to music, it helps. The naming of cats was probably the hardest to learn because it's a poem. You know there's no yeah. With the movement and with the, with the music, it's like a pattern in your brains, you know, the language becomes. It's crazy how, how it's not a thing. Sometimes I forget that it's in German. I'll be doing the show and I forget that I'm speaking German, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely feel that. I, I, the stuff I learned as a kid in song stuck with me more than anything else I was, I was taught. Cool. So I definitely get it. But having done, like, it just, it does amaze me. And this is, again, your profession. So this is where, you know, this is the skill that you have to do that most Uh, The majority of the world does not have this skill, which is why you're doing it and we're watching. Um, But to go from years of doing it in English to then an entirely different language, even though it's the same, it feels like it's almost harder, but I guess it's not because it's in music.
0: Yeah. No, I thought this at the beginning too. But it's it's crazy how your brain, it it just doesn't... you don't even think about it. But I, obviously learning it, even, even learning it wasn't as hard as I, as I thought, yeah, you have to, but I feel like it's the same as if I didn't know it in English. If that makes any sense. Okay. So basically in a nutshell, it just wasn't as, you know, I, I pictured myself coming home and like, you know, like learning it and that's not how I learn. Like I, I hate revising. I hate studying anything like that. So for me, it was just a case of going in, getting the brain pattern, getting the, you know, the automatic thing going. And, and once it's in there, it's in there, you know? And then yeah. it's it's hard to, it wouldn't be hard to do the, for example, I'm going to say it like this. So if I was, if you were to say to me, can you sing the opening for me now? I would say in German, I'd say, no, I don't know it. Mm-hmm. However, if today I was in costume on the stage, with the music I, w- I would be able to do it because it's in my brain there if that makes any sense
1: <laughs> I think it does it, it, it's in the moment it's like um yeah it's like a it's a recall yeah. of a, like if the right like it takes the right sensory to have it I feel yeah. like there's definitely some studies behind that yeah. where things like happen more second nature
0: yeah you, and then the, the, thing, right environment. the thing is if you have a moment it's the same with the choreography you have moments all the time when you go oh my God, I don't know what I'm saying or I don't know what I'm doing. You just have to just not think because you will do it. And if you think about it, you'll get it wrong.
1: <laughs> That's probably why, you, like you said in the beginning, it's so much harder when your family or Andrew Lloyd Webber is there because you're thinking about
0: exactly. every
1: step of the way versus yeah. something you're doing yeah. eight times a week yeah. you know, or like all the time.
0: Yeah, it's better to do it when you're so tired. The shows for me, when I'm so tired, there's better shows because you're like, You just get on with it and you let your body take over.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope I didn't over make you overthink Grizabella being your mom.
0: Oh gosh, no. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, Little acting things I love. I love them.
1: Great. Okay. Let's do a couple rapid fire questions before (laughs) we get into the, you know, the million dollar question. Um, (laughs) So if you could play anybody else, I know obviously Victoria was your number one growing up and everything. But just if you could just be any cat, any cat forget male female vocal range dance yeah. ability anything which one would you want to do for a day
0: bomb ballerina for sure
1: yeah just <laughs> such a fun song I that's a very her. common answer
0: i love it she, she's so sexy and oh, i'd love to play i'd love to play her for, for a day
1: <laughs> that's awesome what about your favorite and least favorite cat
0: so favorite, I have to say Victoria, don't I?
1: <laughs> okay, let me eliminate Victoria. Okay. Because I think that's your, you know. That's that, me. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I would say Bomb Ballerina, my favorite. Yep. My least favorite. Hmm. What is this? this I feel mean. I'm trying to think. Least favorite. So t-
1: take the people out of it. Just the cat.
0: Just the It probably sounds awful. No one's probably said this before, but I'm going to have to say Skimble Shanks.
1: Skimble Shanks. Okay, now you got to tell me why.
0: Because I feel like as a cat, taking people out of it, it would just annoy me. I feel like he's a lot.
1: <laughs> so It's interesting you say that because he's a very, it's a lot of people love him, like, <laughs> including cast members. But and I got almost yelled at by the Broadway Skimble Shanks because the episode I recorded where I kind of analyzed him, I called yeah. him the creepy uncle. Yeah. I kind of got like a creepy uncle vibe and everyone that's played it is like, no, I'm the cool uncle. Like
0: and everyone loves
1: me. <laughs> um, and so it is kind of interesting to hear that you wouldn't like that character because yeah. I got a different vibe than now. I'm like I've turned a corner with him because i talked to enough skimble shakes to be like, yeah. all right, you seem really fun and really cool. I didn't get that vibe the first time I saw it, but mostly it was because I was so like, I was overwhelmed the first time I saw everything that nothing sat, like nothing really registered. Um, And so as I rewatched things, that's where I was like, Oh, it looks like he's taking his pants off. It looks like he's like, there's some things in there. I'm like, this just seems a little, little unique. And then I also got blinded by the light. Um, oh, uh, from the train, oh, and yeah. I was like really oh, yeah. mad when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. it like hit me. Yeah. like you know they point into the crowd. Well, it hit me. Yeah, and and I still, I'm still, uh, I'm still mad at them for that.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's I get, I get it.
1: So what about favorite song?
0: Hmm, it's probably um, I really like Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Me. Okay, the one that Jemima sings, and then we yeah. sing it in the second act. I think that's really special. I like that one.
1: Okay, I thought you were going to say McCavity with all the and yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, no, that one's cool, but I feel like the uh, Moonlight's got a special.
1: Yeah. Now here's my different question. I always try to kind of, I like one kind of unique one, and I think I don't know if uh, I read a fun fact about you that you yeah. danced in the 2012 Olympic closing closing ceremonies. That
0: is right. <laughs>
1: and so my question to you is: Is if Victoria was an Olympian? Yeah. What would she be? Uh, what sport would she be playing? She
0: would definitely be a rhythmic gymnast.
1: That is, <laughs> I have that. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. That is exactly what I wrote down as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, is definitely. that
1: was the the best answer? The ball, I, what about like
0: the ball up with the leg?
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, what about if it was winter? I know this was summer, but what if it was a winter Olympics?
0: Winter Olympics. Oh my, I'm not really familiar. Um, I actually don't. I, the only thing that I I know of is the tobogganing, but I don't think that's something she'd be doing. I don't,
1: I don't think, I don't see Victoria has, because she's so tiny, I can't yeah. imagine she's going to be really good at that no. uh, oh, bobsled or skeleton. God. I think it's, it's skating. figure skating. Yeah, yes, it's figure skating. Of
0: course, figure skating. I would love to be a figure skater. I think it looks so cool.
1: That's uh that is a, growing up playing hockey, the figure skaters are always on the other ice while we practice. Oh, and so, it is a, a skill. It is a very oh difficult skill.
0: I know. I know. And I just think it looks incredible.
1: So million dollar question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have argued that your soon to be mother, Grizabella was not the right Jellicle choice yeah. to die at the ball. Oh, okay. Do you think Grizabella is worthy of being the cat to die or would you choose somebody else? And I'd love to hear either argument. Why?
0: You know what? I think she's worthy. I think she's worthy of it. That's What's what
1: your up. defense for Grisabella?
0: I just feel like the other cats, although some, you know, for example Gus, you know, you, you know, he's obviously on his way to the heavy side there, and he's had a very lovely life, and but I feel like none of them are at the point of despair like she is. You know, they they can all hold it together for for another year to go to another another jellicle ball <laughs> you know they're mentally a little bit stronger they're they a little bit more resilient than she, than she is and mm-hmm. i just i feel at this point in the poor woman's life she needs to catch a break
1: <laughs> so the the argument you're making is and this is my favorite part this, is to to just kind of make sure i'm getting this right yeah the argument you're making is is that no one else everyone else can live to next year's ball so we're gonna reward the one that's that is not no. going to make it
0: and I feel like she's in a lot more pain than everyone else okay that's how I feel so I'm like we need to put her out of this
1: misery so you're gonna reward her poor life decisions
0: hey okay, we all make mistakes and this is this is the big lesson of cats you know it's acceptance this is,
1: this is and it's the redemption story
0: yes. Exactly.
1: So you're sure. going to be comfortable killing your mother. Well, I guess bull will do around me, killing your mother.
0: Well, you know what? If it puts it out of her misery and she's going to a better place, then I suppose it's the best you can do.
1: Then yes. <laughs> okay. I, so I would be the, the part that I had, I had always argued, I can't make an argument for in your West end production because I didn't get to see street tugger. Yeah. And I've, it's very hard to find any version of that anywhere. Like I I've been looking to see it if I could sorry, find like a
0: yeah.
1: bootleg or some, yeah. some way to see like, what was this number like? <laughs> um, Cause I'd always argued that Tugger and Mistopheles together should go because it's a heavy super, so that's my argument.
0: So repeat that. I think it cuts out Tugger and Mistoffelee should.
1: Yeah. Should go together.
0: To the heavy side there.
1: Yes. Oh, they should be that? picked together. I watched this as a singing competition uh-huh. of what was the most entertaining. I watched Leona Lewis uh, and I thought X Factor. And I thought they usually pair groups together from individuals. So okay. I'm going to take the two that I found the most impressive and entertaining. And that that was those the two of them. But I'm not sure from what I've read about Street Tugger, I'm not sure I would have gotten that same... Same thing. So I wonder if I would have been more Team Gus or Isabella and this whole thing wouldn't exist if I saw your West End production first.
0: I think he still would have gone for it. You know, with their number in the second act, it was, it was, it was the same. You know, they had the same little duo going. But I know what you mean. You can't really judge because you never saw it. But I get that. I've never looked at it like that. But
1: I don't think anybody's cool. looked at it like that. And I <laughs> no. think that's why I'm here is no. to try to slowly get people to look at this show from a lot of different angles that they probably have never explored it from.
0: I've definitely heard the X factor thing before. Definitely, you know, all competing, you know, showing off their number.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, that is the, I think that fits. I don't think that was the intention, Yeah, but I think that there is a loose, I've heard some explanations of like, yes, you're all giving your, your case for why you should go. Yeah. And so that is a singing competition. Pick, pick anyone you want
0: mm.
1: and there's a reward at the end which also fits yeah but i it, it's a very loose tie-through but that's the part of the show is this whole thing is a loose tie-through there's no oh,
0: it's, it's there it's, is no real interpretation isn't it
1: start to finish yeah vibe. so how can we uh stay in touch with you on social media and in general so that way when you are if anybody's in vienna they can go see yeah. you too.
0: So my Instagram handle is just Hannah Penner, Um H-A-H-K-E-N-N-A. we easy. Um, and yeah, you can just hit me up, you know, ask them some questions if you're in Vienna or, you know, I'm here.
1: <laughs> you want to see it in German and now get to see I'm ready. I I'm, yeah. I want to hear how you, when you play it as chris bell is your mom how that goes for you
0: i will let you know i will let you know i'm (laughs) ready
1: well thank you so much for coming on and and telling these great stories and talking about street tugger and everything else that i've always wondered about so it's been uh, a pleasure having you on
0: pleasure thank you so much thank you for having me it's been a pleasure for me I've, i've really enjoyed it
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the Catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Died, and check out our website, TheWrongCatDied.com.